Hey friend, welcome back here to the Semi Seminary, and here we are another week, another episode of our Bible study series. We call the Bible for grown-ups. As we do each and every episode, we look at the more common aspects of the Bible, things that maybe we were taught as children, or maybe we were taught as adults, but we were taught by people who were taught the Bible as children. We have these these childish understandings of these stories, maybe just bits and pieces of the story, and we don't know necessarily how to apply them to our lives. We're going to look tonight at uh, two blind men that we find in the Gospel account of Matthew, and we're going to find what their story has to teach us about faith. I'll see you on the other side. So tonight, what I want to do is I want to talk specifically to those of us that might feel like they need a touch from God. Maybe you have a problem, a challenge, something in your life you don't know how to solve on your own. You've been praying about it. You've been believing God for a miracle. If you need a miracle, I believe with all of my heart that maybe this message tonight might speak to you. We're going to look at Jesus asking these two blind guys, do you believe that I'm able to do this? Now, our story tonight comes to us in the gospel account according to Matthew, Matthew chapter 9. But actually, I'd like to take just a step back, uh, just as we like to do here, to really understand the context within the narrative of the story of Jesus and his public ministry, his healing, his preaching, so let's actually, before we look at tonight's lesson, let's take a step back and see what happens just before our story. We're going to pick up the story in Matthew chapter 8, verse 18. And scripture begins reading, When he, that's Jesus, was saying this, a synagogue leader came and knelt before him saying, My daughter has just died, but come. Put your hand on her, and she'll live. Jesus got up and went with him, and so did his disciples. Just then, a woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years came up behind him, touched the edge of his cloak. She said to herself, If only I touch his cloak, I'll be healed. Jesus turned and saw her. Take heart, daughter, he said. Your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed in that moment. When Jesus entered the synagogue leader's house, saw the noisy crowd and the people playing pipes, he said, Go away. This girl's not dead, but asleep. They laughed at him. After the crowd had been put outside, he went and he took up the girl by his hand, by her hand rather, and she got up. And news of this spread throughout the region. So our story tonight is actually going to look at what happens to two blind guys in chapter nine. But I wanted to give you the context, right? Before we dive in, just of what's happened before our story tonight. Jesus had just actually healed a little girl. He'd raised her from the dead, blew everybody's mind, as you could only imagine. 
You know, if some guy walks into a room and there's a dead little girl and the guy and the girl walk out, everybody is going to be going crazy thinking, oh, my goodness, this guy just raised somebody from the dead. And according to scripture, rumors were spreading around about the power that Jesus had and all that he was doing. And evidently, the two blind gentlemen in our story tonight wanted a miracle and had heard about what was going on. So we're going to pick up our lesson tonight in Matthew chapter 9, verse 29. We'll read through 30. Here's how the story goes. As Jesus went from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, Have mercy on us, son of David. Because they're thinking, maybe, just just maybe, maybe Jesus could do this for us. From the depths of their soul, they're believing, maybe, maybe Jesus could do something. So here in our story, we see these two blind gentlemen following. They're desperate. They've been blind, perhaps, maybe, all of their lives. We don't know. They're crying out, Son of David, have mercy on us. The next verse, 28, Matthew chapter 9, when he, that's Jesus, had gone indoors. Now, this is interesting here, right? Now, think about this. It's two blind men calling out to Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on us. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We see no indication from Scripture that Jesus even replies. He just keeps walking and then goes indoors. So, the story continues. So the blind men came to him. And then he, Jesus, asked them, Do you believe I'm able to do this? Do you believe I have the power to make you well? And they respond, Yes, Lord, we believe. Then Jesus touched their eyes and said, According to your faith, he said, It will be done to you. Verse 30. And their sight was restored. Notice, it wasn't according to their income. It wasn't according to their social standing. Not according to what other people thought about them. It wasn't according to whether they went to church or they, they didn't go to church last weekend. It wasn't according to any of those things. Notice that scripture says that it was according to the faith, which should be a very encouraging, faith-building part of this story. To know, to know that God responds in faith. In fact, scripture teaches us that without faith, it's impossible to please God. God loves our faith. God loves when we believe in faith. But we experience the depth of that love when we act on faith. And this, friends, is a faith-building story. Because suddenly we realize if we have faith, we can move the heart of God. But at the same time, even though this can build our faith, it can also 
be very, very discouraging. Because in church circles, in, in Christian groups, sometimes, well, people can actually be downright cruel about this teaching. And say, well, the reason why God didn't do this or do that is because you had a lack of faith. And when God does something, God should get the credit. But oftentimes, when God doesn't do it, we get the blame. You didn't pray right. You didn't have enough faith. You didn't pray long enough. You didn't pray hard enough. You didn't pray with the right sign off. You prayed in Jesus' name. You're supposed to pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. You weren't shouting when you were praying. You weren't binding up the devil when you prayed. You weren't putting your finger when in your ear whenever you prayed. Whatever, whatever it is. In other words, you didn't have enough faith. And so, wow, yes, God does honor faith. And it's true at the same time. Unfortunately, many of us live under a false sense of guilt, believing somehow or another we've done something wrong, it raises the question, well, what kind of faith does God honor? We know faith moves the heart of God. What kind of faith does God honor? And in this story, what I want to do is I want to look at three different types of faith that God honors. And it's my prayer that the story might build your faith. So what kind of faith does God honor? Well, God honors a faith that believes even when it doesn't see. God honors a faith that believes even when it doesn't see. We learn from the letter to the Hebrews in 11 chapter the 11th chapter, rather, verse 1, Hebrews says, Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. It's the confidence that what we hope will actually happen. It is the assurance of things we cannot see. Fact in our story, Matthew chapter 9, verse 28. This is exactly what happens. Let's read it again. When Jesus had gone indoors, the blind men, remember, who could not see physically, right? Jesus asked them, Do you believe I'm able to do this? And long before they saw the results, literally. They said, yes, Lord, we believe. Friend, I'd like to ask you the same question today. Take whatever massive challenge you're facing, a relational challenge, a physical challenge, a financial challenge, spiritual challenge. Do you believe that God is able to hear your prayer and answer on your behalf? I mean, do you? Do you believe that all things are really possible with God? Do you, do you believe that God is able? Now, the churchy answer, I mean, if you've been around the church whatsoever at all, is, oh, yeah, 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 praise the Lord, hallelujah, I believe you can. 
right? Because that's what we've been trained to do all of our lives. But so often our actions and our words betray us. Because our actions and our words show the truth of what we really believe. Because our actions often indicate we don't believe. Even the words we speak. Right? We say this kind of thing all the time. We'll say things like, oh, all we can do now is pray. I can't help... But to think of God looking up at heaven go, well, you're in trouble now. If all, all you've got left is that you're down to me, that's that's really bad. I mean, you guys have tried everything else, and now I, the creator of the universe, I, I am all you have left. All we can do now is pray. The realization should bring us to a spiritual truth, and that is the size of our request reveals the strength of our faith. I mean, what I mean to say is what we pray for, what we pray about reveals what we believe about God. Do you believe? Jesus asks, do you believe I'm able to do this? What kind of faith honors God or faith that believes even when it doesn't see the second thing? Thing, the second kind of faith that honors God is a faith that persists even with nothing changes. And this is the most important, I think, part of the story for us. A faith that persists even when nothing changes. A faith that, despite its circumstances, continues to push forward and believe. Think about this. The guys cry out, Jesus Have mercy on us, son of David. And in response, what does Jesus do? He keeps on walking. He walks inside, closes the door behind him. And so what do these guys do? They follow him. And you can almost sense that there's this, we are going to follow after Jesus until Jesus either heals us or kicks us out, but we are not going away. We are going to continue. We are going to keep believing. We are going to keep persisting. We are going to keep following after Jesus. Jesus is going to have to either kick us out or heal us. We're going to follow after Jesus no matter what. The kind of faith moves the heart of God. The kind of faith that believes even when it doesn't see. The kind of faith that persists even when nothing changes. You want to talk about massive faith. Talk about, we just talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Those three Hebrew teenagers standing in front of King Nebuchadnezzar. The king says, You bow down and worship this God. Don't worship your God. And if you don't, I'm going to throw you into the fiery furnace. So what do these kids say? Remember, from a couple of weeks ago, we're talking about junior high-aged kids, maybe high school-aged kids. What do they say? No, no, not going to do it. Not worshiping your God. You can throw us in there, and our God will rescue us. But even if he doesn't, 
we will not worship your God. You see, that's the kind of faith I want to have. It's the kind of faith that says, do you believe I'm able to do this? And with every fiber in my body, I believe, God, that you can, and I believe that you will. And even if you don't, I still believe. I still believe. Because my faith is not my faith. My faith is not in my works. My faith is not even in my desired outcome. My faith is in the faithfulness of God. A God whose ways are higher than my ways. A God whose thoughts I can't comprehend. A God is good through and through, all-powerful, ever-present, all-knowing. My faith is in that God. So what kind of faith honors God? A faith that believes, even though it doesn't see. A faith that persists, even though nothing changes. And a faith that works, even when it doesn't make sense. Because that's how good our God is. Do you believe he's able to do this? With everything in us. We believe that it can. We believe that he will. And even if God does it, you see, we'll still believe. See, that's the kind of faith I want to have. It's the kind of faith that says, do you believe I'm able to do this? And with every fiber in my body, I believe, God, that you can, and I believe that you will. And even if you don't, I still believe. I still believe. Because my faith is not my faith. My faith is not in my works. My faith is not even in my desired outcome. My faith is in the faithfulness of God. A God whose ways are higher than my ways. A God whose thoughts I can't comprehend. A God is good through and through, all-powerful, ever-present, all-knowing. My faith is in that God. So what kind of faith honors God? A faith that believes even though it doesn't see. A faith that persists, even though nothing changes, and a faith that works, even when it doesn't make sense. Because that's how good our God is. Do you believe he's able to do this? With everything in us. We believe that he can, we believe that he will. And even if God doesn't, you see, we'll still believe. There's a lot to be said about the quality of our faith, the strength of our faith when things are going well. And there's so much more to be said, I think, about our faith when our circumstances don't match what we think our reality should be. I also think it's interesting that we should remember our faith isn't isn't in our faith. It's not in our family. It's not in our church. It's not in the amount of money we spend. 
for good works. It's not about, uh, about the kind of clothes we wear on Sunday morning, when we go to church, if we go to church. Our faith should be in the faithfulness of God. And we like to say it, but do you really believe God can do this? Anyway, something to think about. Hey friend, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Until next week, be blessed.